Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Doc. One Doc. It's your girl BD. It's Florence the fiance. And we are back. Um we're back. First of all, this episode is late, but that's only because we're giving you two episodes for the price of one. Whoop whoop. On the same day. Which also means that there will be no episode on Sunday. Did I tell you how when I was in Nigeria I saw a sign that was like it was one for the price of two <laughs> on the shoe sh- outside the shoe shop and i was like so, of course. so i'm paying, paying double, for, double for one like <laughs> yeah, i was just thinking to yourself like oh wow. my god how, how did you not have to go through proofreading before it was any... literally like how did we get here honestly how did we get but yeah here? in life nothing is free so you get these two episodes but then obviously there's no episode coming out this week our next episode is going to be the 18th of september yeah yeah and that's okay. that Great, now that admin's out the way. So this week we are covering the House of Hammer documentary that is on Discovery Plus. Mm. Um, so on TikTok, someone was like, oh yeah, that they didn't discuss, they didn't um, get the victim's approval to do the, to do the documentary or they reached out to some of them and um, they said no that they don't want to be a part of it and that they shouldn't make the documentary um, but then also they have some victims who are talking so I don't know it's kind of strange yeah. but yeah but it's um, we get into that later on anyway I but should they, I'm happy they did it what the documentary yeah I feel weird about the documentary like I guess we'll go into it more but it's kind of just like what was the point like they could have just done this about the family it's almost like they used this um scandal of army hammer coming out and they were like oh great let's go into the whole thing when really they could have made a documentary about how fucked up this family was before if that's what they wanted to do they're kind of just like piggybacking on the whole but i guess they didn't anyways let's go into it yeah, yeah. so episode one oh also we're splitting this into two parts so our episode one is going to be episode one and half of episode two and then the rest of it is going to be our episode two as always right so yeah. Yeah. episode one is called love bomb and um, it opens up with on-screen text, which says this documentary contains graphic descriptions of violence, sexual abuse, and coercive control. So that's like a trigger warning. And I understand if that's something like enough to put someone off watching the documentary and listening to the episode. So that's like a trigger warning. It gets really weird and dark and strange. So like, if that's a thing for you, I wouldn't listen <laughs> or watch the yeah. documentary. Um, yeah. So I'm not really trying to play any audio of Ami Hammer because like, fuck Ami Hammer, but we hear yeah. this voice note that he sends to someone and he's proposing a bet. He's like, if he wins, he can go to her house with his quote unquote bag of goodies. Yeah. No Sierra inside, which he says, <laughs> there's a lot of Shibari rope with which he will tie her up. He says, incapacitating her and doing whatever he wants to her. That use yeah. of incapacitating is so strange because like, that means you re- like, you're really not okay up there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know, why would you want someone that, why would you want to be with someone sexually that can't, I don't want to say fight back, but yeah, like, but do you know what respond. I mean? Yeah, can't respond. It's, it's so very fucked. strange, yeah. So, you, so you remember that time we did that documentary about sex dolls, yeah? I feel yeah. like this is somebody who maybe would benefit from one of those, but then also they wouldn't because he's sick in the head and it's about it being Yeah, human. he wants, he wants a lot more, yeah. But it's like, if they could just satisfy their fucked up cravings with a sex Not doll, like, cool, maybe then it makes sense, do you know what I mean? yeah. Not narcolepsy. Because that's what he wants. He just wants a breathing Necromancy, one. yeah. Isn't yeah. that what it is? What? When you, like, you want to, like, fuck corpses. Necromancy. Necrophilia. Necrophilia. That's the word. Yeah. Um. So we get this reel of who he is and all these weird messages that leak on social media. And I can't lie, like, I didn't know who he was, really, before yeah. all this. Like, 
they say he was in the social network and I've seen the social network, but like I didn't really have any recollection of who he was. And even when I found out what character he played, I still didn't really, I couldn't envision him. Yeah, I, I guess it was all about Justin Timberlake though. Oh, wasn't Timberlake in it as well? He was, but you know what? I remember the other guy in it. Um, yeah, the one with the floppy hair. That all, that was in Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, mag- is that the magic him, one, the magic show. Yeah, that's yeah, who I, I remember. Him, when I think social I network, him, that's who I think of. Yeah, because I find him weirdly sexy. I think it's his. I don't I agree, power, but I hear it. I but, hear it. Yeah. yeah, it's the nonchalance and the yeah. I'm just yeah, sloppy. the evil genius. He's always an evil genius. Yeah, like, exactly. And genius is sexy. So there you go. There you go. Um. So the intro is just dramatic music, and it's showing the family tree, and basically all these male hammers, which is the family name, yeah, mm. which lets me know that this documentary is basically going to be more about their family and the fucked upness of that rather than yeah. the victims and their experiences, right? And this like timeline, not timeline, family tree thing, it they bring it up periodically, and I think it's helpful because like who are all these niggas? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I find it really helpful. So the first person we meet is Courtney Vucekovic. And she looks really, really nervous to be here. Like, the anxiety is all over her face. Like, I just want to yeah. give her a hug. Like, I just want to envelope her and be like, girl, it's going to be okay. Because you can just see. And it's like, it's almost as if, like, so the director in the documentary, they press record. And then, like, she's just kind of, like, sitting there ready. Like, trying to get ready for them to ask whatever question. Yeah. It's like she's not aware that they're recording yet. I don't know. But yeah. you can see it. She does, yeah, she, she does look nervous. Yeah. She looks really, really nervous. So um, she is the CEO and founder of an app called Flashed. So she's like her own person, right? She's, you know, doing her own thing, living her own life. And she was in a relationship with Army Hammer, during which time she tells us she loses her entire sense of self, which I think is a very scary place to be. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of happens to women a lot, like getting married or being in a relationship, becoming a mother, like it's all your identity becomes tied to someone else. And then like, yeah. that's just who you are. It as happens very to, easily. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's winter 2019 in Dallas, where she's from, and she meets Army in a bar. At this point, she doesn't really know who he is. They kind of speak. She goes home. And then the next day, he follows her on Instagram, and she follows him back. And he seems like a normal person, but don't they all, okay? Bro. Uh, And then it's COVID. No one's really doing anything. You know that time when it was first lockdown and everyone was just, like, jobless, yeah? At first, I remember thinking, this is going to be good. Like, we just chill at home, work from home. And then it just turned into this nightmare mate that lockdown yeah yeah so um army messages courtney um and like she's not dumb in it so she googles him because he's a famous person and she sees that he's married but he says to her oh actually we are married but we're separated we've been separated for over two years I'm like, okay so he's married great so they're talking and sharing deep things about themselves and courtney tells him she used to be in an abusive relationship and they seem to have like a really good bond um and Army's always complimenting her. She describes it as love bombing, and that's the title of the episode. She's like, it just kind of feels perfect. It feels good. Like, he's good looking, he's tall, he's famous. Like, why yeah. would he want her? Is how she feels. Like, she feels inadequate. It's almost like, yeah. oh, wow, like, little old me, why would you want me? Let me yeah, not do exactly. anything to fuck this up, which I think is a a ploy it's kind of like when we talk about um the power dynamic between like people dating when there's a big age difference or if it's like a boss and an employee it's like Mm. that sort of thing like oh you're so successful why would you want me you know and then they're just you're more easily manipulated speaking of that have you seen this whole thing about demi lovato and no i haven't i've seen like little things about her but i've not i don't know what's going on so she basically released this song called 29 Mm -hmm. and without saying his name it's about that guy he's from that 70s he's from that 70s show yeah they were dating and it's basically just a song saying like 
yeah this was your dream not mine like I was you were 29 I'm at that age now and it was wild that we dated how old was she when they were dating so they started dating officially when she was 18 but he was 29 uh he would have been 30 at that stage they met when she was 17 and he was 29 but then I thought funny enough I thought it was weird that she released the song because when you know she had like um that drug thing and Mm -hmm. then she collapsed and all of that and then she went to rehab okay yeah um from my understanding they were broken up at that time but he was the one that supported her through that whole thing like so then I just found it strange that like you've split up since split up he like he supported you through that and then like he's married and moved on and then you release this track. But I feel like sometimes you like you just delayed deep, response. You yeah, it's a delay you sometimes you just deep it in like rah, that was actually fucked. Like I that guess. was actually fucked. I mean I don't know the ins and outs of the actual relationship. I never heard anything negative about it. I didn't know they were together. Than, I mean yeah, that's not my no, side of the internet. Anyway, so. Yeah. But uh, it's not about did you not watch Disney? Yeah. I watched them. Um, yeah. Um, what's it? Was this a good place? No, that's Selena Gomez. Yes, yeah, we were talking about. Oh, we're talking about Demi Lovato. Oh, fucking. <laughs> no. Let's go back to the documentary. Nah, nah. So, which one is Demi Lovato? Then? What was she in? Demi Lovato is the bum chin. I know who she, she was I know in. What Camp they Rock. Like. Camp Rock. Camp Rock. With Joe Jonas and all them lots. I, do you know, in my head, they are one and the same. I mean, they were best friends. Am but... I the only one? Maybe that's why. Okay, so, was this a baby like... place with Selena Gomez? <laughs> Yes. is Demi Lovato the one that's in you know that show on Disney Plus Only Murders in the Building is Demi Lovato that one that is Selena Gomez okay <laughs> fucking hell mate yeah okay maybe I don't know who's Demi Lovato no Demi Lovato oh my god <laughs> anyway <Jesus> so <laughs> like can we actually like wow uncultured swine um, don't you know Demi Lovato she has the bum chin do you know they go by they Hold on, let me Google this because actually, I think they go by they and she. Oh, okay, okay. Hold on. Yeah. So which one is? Oh, I should just type her by herself. Hold on, wait, wait, because they're next to each other. Hold on. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's who I was envisioning in my head, but I think that I have I have taken her and uh, what's it, Selena, and mashed mesh them together. So what was what was he in? The- it's kind of like her only thing. No, she's been in lots of stuff. She's like a Disney print, like Disney, whatever. It's like saying, what was Raven in? Oh, like, come on. Let's put some respect on it. Raven's name. I've been rewatching, um, I've been rewatching That's a Raven. But she's all weird now, so I can't rewatch it because I was like, how do no, you it's get still good. It's still that? so good. That show was before its time. It was such a good show. And we were yeah, like children then and I'm watching it as an adult and I'm like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> Anyway, enough of that. Um, so we meet um, this guy, this journalist called Seth. I put his name is Seth the Journalist. He has a certain name. I didn't write it down. Um, he interviews Hammer. Imagine if it is journalist. <laughs> Seth, and his middle name. name is there. <laughs> so Armand Hammer, he was like the patriarch of the family. He's, he's Army's great granddad. Yes. Yeah. He's Army's great granddad. Um. And this is why the family tree was so helpful. So yeah, we learn about Army's childhood. His dad moves them to the Cayman Islands randomly. I think he's like seven or something. Oh, I don't know how old he is actually. They come back when he's in the seventh grade. So that's where the seven came from. But yeah, so he moves them to the Cayman Islands and everyone's kind of like, why? Cayman Islands is associated with like moving money or hiding funds or assets or whatever it is. Yeah. So they never really go into why they move, but we can assume it's something to do with that. Something a bit dodge. So he comes back to LA in the seventh grade and he starts acting. And then he gets the social network uh, gig, which does really well. But then after that, all the other movies that he 
that he does flop except one which is called call me by my name nope that's not call me by your that's name that's little nonsense call me by your name um <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really good movie have you have seen it? it no i haven't seen yeah, it is it good it, it's really good well i'm not gonna watch it now but yeah I, I, i'll take your word for it okay i think you should but yeah really is it good is it really good it's good it's about what's it about like it's, okay synopsis it's about uh, a romance between a teenage boy and a grown man who's a family friend over a summer oh a and it has that like um hairless chest guy timothy Chalamet. hamlet oh is it is one that was wearing that the top the blouse yeah timothy what's his name chalamet i think chalamet let me uh, check because you know my, my track record let me check please he, before. he gives me uh, it's spelled with vibes. timothy yeah chalamet okay, it's spelled cool. like the like timothy the chalamet yeah. i don't know why people fancy him timothy Random, chalamet. do you want to go to harry styles um <laughs> concert no it's because of his bone structure he look he do you know what he is he gives that sort of moody moody white boy he gives androgynous. Yeah, in his face. yeah, and that's attractive. But I don't to think people. you heard what I said because I said randomly. Do you want to go to Harry Styles concert? Who wants to go to Harry Styles concert? Do you? Do I? Is it ticket free? No. Then no. Okay. I do not. It's I just like there are a few songs. I like the songs that I've heard. Yeah, so, like, I feel like, like it'd be a good time. Do you know what this is giving me? When I said who wants to go to Bruno Mars concert, and everyone does like, nah. Then no, everyone I want to go to Bruno 20... Mars concert. No. This was back back before everyone listened oh, to twenty four carats catching grenades, and then and then they were like, and everybody's like, oh, like I really wish we had gone to the concert, and I was like, fuck off, because I'd listened to the album and nobody else had, and I was like, this album is actually really good. No, but I've actually been wanting to see him since twenty four carat thingy. Okay, came out. but we had the chance, and everybody was. I know we do Sonic. We do different. That concert is never happening. Why? Because it's been over a year. They because released the album. No? <laughs> they're they're all coked out. Oh God, Coke and Harry Coochie, they're deep in both. Like, <laughs> anyone interested in going with me to Harry Styles, let me know. Yeah, if it's free, I'll go. Um, what were you even talking about? Yeah, so, yeah, Call Me By Your Name, that does really, really well. So he has Social Network, which does well. Call Me By Your Name does really, really well. And then he kind of has this whole, you know, perfect movie star persona. He's married, two kids, comes from pedigree, quote unquote. You know how much we hate that word. Uh, and he's like one picture of him wearing like a Time's Up badge, like trying to support the causes, oh, which is just so ironic. So ironic. However, there's whisperings of him being into BDSM. And when Seth, the journalist, asked him about it during the interview, Army shuts it down right away. Which is Which like I don't know why he would. I feel like it's not a bad thing if you like. This is the BDSM. thing. I feel like it's a thing where it's like, yeah, cool. Your sex life is personal, so if you don't want to talk about it, I get yeah. it. But then also, like, this is like you shouldn't be shamed if that's your mm, thing. Like BDSM, exactly. BDSM as it was intended to be, right? Not what the fuck yeah. he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, our next talking head slash survivor is called Julie Morrison. She's an artist and writer based in New York and LA. And they're so far apart. I'm like, how can you be based I in think both? we're using but... the word survivor loosely. Yeah, well, to be honest. To be and do you know what? I don't like people that project their... Um, like, I don't like people that insert themselves into trauma. Like, and yeah, because she... she's, do you know, by the end of this, I was like, she didn't really need to be here. Yeah. And it's yeah, almost I was waiting for the climax with, with, her, with her and there was none. And I was just like... There was no need for sis. Maybe they just couldn't get enough survivors. They couldn't because be. people. I, I've got the screenshots. I'm going to read them when we get to that point. But yeah, they they yeah. I reckon that's probably it. So we learn the army uh, hammer follows her and messages her in 2017, and she makes a point to let us know that she didn't see it until 2020. Uh, and so he. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's relevant because you know, 
that's when she saw it and that's when she replied but i think she enjoyed the fact that it was like oh i was airing you for three years i didn't even know yeah. it yeah so he wants it's to like buy when um who's the celeb that aired someone for ages oh it was was it t-pain i feel like no, 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 was no, no, no. it was um naomi campbell and I think it was Janet Jackson that said something to her like, oh, um, I can't remember what it was. Then she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm only just seeing this now. And it was like oh, four years. I'm not thinking I can't of remember that. who it was. It was on Twitter. I'm not thinking of that. There was a T-Pain one, though. Where it was like, and he was he was going on about, oh, yeah, now I need to start checking my DM. Because someone oh, had yeah, missed yeah. him years ago trying to work with him. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't blame them, you know, because you know how it has the requested bit in the other yeah. side? As a celeb, that, that? Pa- that place is going to be like exactly. full of all- Riddled my with DM requests are just full of like cocks. Like I, I avoid it at all costs. Wow, what what kind of crowd are you attracting, bro? So um, yeah, he as an army wants to buy some of her art, and she describes her art as being provocative photos, and then the captions kind of make you think. And he there's a picture of her being choked, and that's the picture that he wants, right? So she says they start seeing each other just before lockdown and then their convos start to get a bit sexual. I don't think they ever met up and I think she no. confirms this in the last episode. Um, but yeah, as always, men turning things sexual, it becomes sexual. Literally, so, it's like literally guys will be saying, oh, truth or dare. And they say truth, say, what colour are your nipples? That's, yeah. that's the energy, cock in hand energy yeah. that Yeah, oh my on. God, yeah, literally. Uh, that's like what you said in the jury um, duty episode. <laughs> That episode um, is wild, guys. If if after this, like, listen to that episode. Listen to crazy. that episode, yeah. It's crazy and it's true, which makes yeah. it even more crazy. Yeah. So we see a screenshot of a message that he sent to her saying, you know, he has a fantasy about having someone prove their love and devotion, tying them up in a public place at night and making their body free use and seeing if they will fuck strangers for him. I have a fantasy of winning a lot of money in the lottery and being financially and that's a normal free. Fantasy. Oh, I have a fantasy where I dress up as a nurse and you dress up as a patient. Or oh, I have a fantasy Bro. where I'm the fireman or whatever. These are normal fantasies, yeah? Even if oh, like, oh, I have a Clyde. fantasy where I'm, I'm getting whipped. Hmm? Fam, or we go to a hotel and I'm Clive and you're Juliana. Fam, literally, have Clive you and, you and we meet at the bar. Mod- money, um, modern Family. What about it? Do you watch more than Valentine's? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We, yeah, oh, we meet okay. at the bar every Valentine's Day and I'm Clyde, you're Juliana. And then my dress gets stuck, stuck in the, in the elevator and, now and I'm naked. And then my dad has to like come and rip the dress up. Like, right. Normal fantasies. Right. You know? Like maybe that's the fantasy. You know, nothing's wrong with that. But basically saying like, I want you to be raped multiple times for me. That is just insane. A sickness. And it's one thing to think this and know, okay, I'm depraved, I need help. I would never tell anybody this. And another thing to just freely be telling strangers on the internet. Fam. But it's that thing of he knows he's a celeb and a lot of these women feel, uh, I don't know, like they're lesser than him. Yeah. And for him, I think it's also more than the celebrity of it because he's actually very rich and he comes from a family where money has been able to afford them the ability to do what they want. Yeah. So it's just the, the worst combination of the two. Yeah. So um, he starts telling her about Shibari and Kinaku, so basically like rope tying stuff. And he's the whole essence of his vibe, like what he wants is for her to be a sex slave. So he says things like he wants her to be a good little pet and just weird things. And so Julie kind of, she likes some of the messages, like on, you know, when you like, like a message on Instagram by double tapping, yeah? And she's like, it's not a cosign. It's kind of just like, I don't know, like, she doesn't think it's that deep. And she's just like, oh, hello, whatever. It's like acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah, like, acknowledging that she's seen it. Which, I get it, because we do that all the time on Instagram. You just double tap, yeah, I've seen your message. Doesn't mean I love what, what you said. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I don't think that Julie really deep that this is actually mad deep. Like, I think she just thought, okay, like, it's a bit of a flirt. It's a bit of a kink, whatever. Yeah. We're just flirting. 
um because i reckon if she deeps like how mad it was or when she started to connect the dots that's when she distanced away and they never actually ever met up yeah so julie uh, julie julie googles and she sees that he's married and she's like yeah if he's chatting to me like this then he's definitely chatting to other people because yeah. this is this is not the moves of someone smart, who is smart girl. yeah very smart so now we're in July 2020 and we're back with Courtney. So she tells us the story about how she's like gone away with her girls. She's chilling in the Hamptons. And Army's like, oh, he's on a road trip. He's like, oh, I'm going to be in Texas. Like, we should meet up. And she's like, yeah, no, we can't. I'm away. I'm in the Hamptons. And then he messages her a picture of the building that she lives in. And he's like, yeah, he's trying to find her scent. And, and she's if like, he wasn't good looking and rich, this she would have called the police. Yeah. And tall. Because she says tall yeah. like loads of times. And I, I'm there right with you, sis. Yeah. But um, height will yeah, have it's true. Sorts, if he yeah. and that's another thing that is another privilege of him being like white, tall, like conventionally attractive. Because if that was a creepy old man, you would have been like, "What the fuck?" It's the Ted Bundy effect. Even though I don't Mate. think Ted Bundy was good looking, I don't think he was good looking either. Yeah, not even a little bit. Standards are weird, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's a bit confused. She's like, "Are we flirting? Are we being funny? Is it banter?" Like she doesn't really know how to, you know, what to do with this information. So when she gets back home, he's left her a note. And she thought it'd be a cute little note that says, you know, oh, hey, I was here, Miss you, want to kiss you. Yeah, miss you, want to kiss you. Miss you, want to kiss you. What was the name? Devon. Huh? Devon? Devon, that was her boyfriend that made the card. What, Raven? Yeah. Oh. She made the card for Devon. And it was her head. And it was like, miss you. There was another thing on the office where they said that, but I can't remember when. Oh. So the note actually says, I get back from New York and he left me this note. Oh, this would be a cute note. So I open the envelope and it just says, I'm going to bite the fuck out of you. And How you it. could think that's cute. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, why, would he, if he why, that, why would he think that was a cute thing to leave? Right. No, but she also was like, oh, okay. But like, for me, I'd read that as this guy's batshit crazy. Yeah. Like, I want to bite the like not even oh I want to bite you like or nibble okay, mm, nibble like I want to bite the that is weird as but fuck. the thing is she inherently knows that it's weird because she does that thing where it's like you don't tell your friends like she misses out that yeah. part of the story when she's talking to her friends and it's like you know that we've all done Something it like, you right. know, because you don't want someone with sense to come and say to you like to co-sign you knowing that this is the wrong person for you and yeah. if she had told her friends they would have been like the fuck that's weird get out yeah. there. So now it's six days later and Army and his wife split up. Um, it comes across as being amicable, but okay. So now that he's officially split up with his wife, he and Courtney go on an adventure to a desert. And I'm telling you, red flag right there because... Ted Bund- I told you it's the Ted Bundy effect because yeah. if you met a guy on Tinder who you'd never met in person and you guys were chatting, you wouldn't go to the desert with him for Absolutely a break. Not. But then, because wouldn't. he's famous, it's almost like, oh, he has things to lose. Like, he, if he killed yeah. me, like, surely, like, people would know. Do you know what I mean? Like, he yeah, has more agreed. to lose. Yeah, yeah. So she's kind of scared, because like Foren said, this is the first time they've met. It's August 2020. She's like, when they meet, you know, it feels natural. Like, they hug, they kiss, and then off they go to the desert. Again, the desert. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I live in London, and there's no mm-hmm. desert here. It's not just you, hon. It's like going to the forest. Would you do that? Absolutely not. Or going... Yeah, no. Leave nature alone. Literally, all. leave all these people that take you to nature places. They they want to kill you. That's inherently what they want to do. It's like a wild crime. Like, they want to kill you. Literally. Anybody that suggests any sort of nature kind of date early on is a murderer. Yeah. I'm, it's, I'm, it's I'm willing to 
like put put it take it to the bank that i said this anybody <laughs> that early on suggests any sort of nature date is a serial killer yep. or is a budding serial killer yep sometimes even after a long long time they're still like because wild crime they've been together for years and he was just plotting it what's so, wild crime wild crime is a documentary on disney plus about this guy who kills his wife watch that Hmm? I, need to watch that. I need to watch that. Yeah, it's really good. Three parts. Oh, I'll be watching that today. Yes. So, um, Courtney describes how affectionate Army is. He's always touching her, pulling her closer. She's really falling for him and she's really happy, right? And she does admit, though, that there are some times where things just don't feel right. So, one time they go to a shop and he goes to the rope section and they're out of rope. And so, Courtney's kind of relieved. Like, oh, thank God, like... There's no rope because, you know, what would have happened, yeah? Yeah. Um, and then Army kind of senses that she's not comfortable with the whole restraint and rope thing. And then he um, makes um, her watch this movie, The Secretary. And he I've says watched that movie his... before. Have you seen it? Yeah. Would you recommend? It's good. Yeah. He says it's one of his favourite movies and it's about a man who makes his secretary submissive. Like In the scenes that we see, I've not seen it, maybe Florence can weigh in a bit more, but she's acting as a desk, she's crawling around. Basically, anything that yeah. he wants her to do, she does. Yeah. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey, but on crack, and better acting. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. So, Courtney's asked the clock, okay. I think it has the guy, if I'm correct, the same guy from The Office, the one that Yes, um, took I thought over. it was him, but he was really young yeah. then. He's also <laughs> yeah. in... Um, What's that thing that I'm watching? A Boston Legal. The guy, the weird, he's weird. He always plays the same weird guy. Yeah, he always has this erratic Yeah, yeah, the way he speaks. Yeah, yeah. He's the same. In Boston Legal, he's exactly the same. Really? James Spader? Spade? No, James Spade would be the short, that short guy. Oh, have I done it again? (laughs) You've done it again. James Spade is that short guy that's in... No, Spader. um... Yeah, it is him. It's him. James Spader. Okay. But there's James Spade as well. Google James Spade. Who's James Spade? Hold on, let me Google him. James Spade? Nothing's coming up. Nah, B. Only Spader. Not Who's James Spade? Spade? There's uh, Kev. Is it Kevin Spade? Oh, he's the one in um the American. That what's it called? Oh, Kevin Spade. Oh no, David Spade. David. Spade. He's got like long blonde hair. Yeah, not long, short, but like mad short, and he always plays like the the weird guy. Not the not like the he was the in schmuck. um he was in um Eight Simple Rules. Yeah. Like oh my god. Oh my gosh, I googled him and there's a fucking picture of him side by side with um what's the Carol Baskin guy? What's his name? Oh um uh the Tiger guy. Tiger King. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? He should play the Tiger King though. Wait, let me check what his name is. It's gonna piss me off. Tiger King. Joe Exotic. Yeah. Yeah, sorry to you guys who were screaming that. Eight least. Simple Rules. Is that the Yeah, one he was the uncle in Eight Simple Rules. The one that you know the girl from um Big Bang Theory? Penny, mm-hmm. she was in Ace yeah. and then she had the sister Carrie with the like auntie Ginger with hair. the frizzy hair. Uh, okay, this is not the same movie. I'm sure I'm. Th- it's not a movie. About, it's a TV watched, show. Yeah, but I've watched it before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you have. Good times. Was he in that? Did I make that up? Oh yeah, he is in it. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Whew, I've, I've There's another show myself. I used to watch on Trouble. I can't remember it, but it was like a family show. The girl daughter was a bit older, and I'll think about it. Are remember. they white or black? White, white, white. Was, I don't think it was trouble then if they were white. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh-huh. Um, where are we now? Yeah, so... Um, uh, what's her name? So, yeah, Courtney 
starts the clock that this is kind of what he he wants from her and it's almost like him doing like i don't know like grooming maybe that's the word yeah. i'm thinking of it's like grooming it's like showing you this movie trying to like kind of get your defenses down because he knows she feels uncomfortable with it it's like if you watch something enough times if you're submerged in something enough like you're it's yeah. gonna become less but weird. she never really went into um detail about how she like found out that he was into that do you know what i mean no because he's talking about the ropes and stuff he would always bring it up oh okay and cool. then he like showed her the video and she was like oh, okay cool so like what i thought was actually what he wanted uh the show was grounded for life oh did you ever watch that no i think maybe i would see it on the you know on the sky tv guide yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. i'll wait half an hour for my wife and kids and as told by ginger my dad oh, used to watch as told, as told by, by ginger. ginger but it was it was it was an adult cartoon i don't know why it was on nickelodeon in the daytime yeah it's actually very it deep was, themes it was very deep yeah. like yeah she was like, dating like a black guy at a point wasn't she what she was dating a black guy at a point in oh show. yeah i don't remember all that okay so what the fuck do you remember like wait, <laughs> barely a thing i'm happy that i remember this shit and it's in co- like Downing. college i forgot like that's why do you know what it is i i'm always like my sister can't die before me because she is my whenever i forget something like she is the person who's like no so it happened write like down this, your history no, i'm terrible i remember the most random things that don't even matter but how do you remember college then and i don't um, i don't know i was very present there i don't know you just i don't know you maybe you thought but you were i was very present in co- in college I don't, I don't know. Speak to yourself. No, but was I not there? I was in... I yeah, was you were freaking... very much there. You were right there in the middle of the social area. Terrorising okay. folk. <laughs> okay. So how I forgot all of it. I don't know what happened. I don't Something know. But you know th- I don't know. The crazies. The crazies. They just go about and do their thing. They don't actually remember the damage that they've caused. <laughs> That's true. Fucking probably left people with all sorts of issues. And oh, I don't remember God. shit. Lord Jesus. If you've been affected by foreign... <laughs> <laughs> if you've been victimized by regina george <laughs> so courtney tells us about this horrible time that she had with army and she doesn't actually tell us what happened and the producers don't push her to which i think was good because it's like okay you could tell she was very much out of her comfort zone here yeah, yeah. but from what she said it seems as though he they were in like an intimate situation he did something that she wasn't comfortable with and like he didn't stop even though he and she sense- found it degrading yeah she found it degrading i think he peed on her yeah, well, I, I don't know. I think the way she said it, it, may, it must have been a, a lot. I, I think it was probably more than one thing. Like, I think it was just a multitude of sins. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it's the kind of thing you discussed before. Uh, and, oh, she basically says, like, it's the kind of thing that you would have had a discussion before. Like, oh, are you okay with this? Or are you okay with that? And that never happened. And he did oh, whatever he did. Anal. Jesus. I don't know. But, yeah, so after that, she goes home and she feels like something is off with him. Um, but then also on the same at the same time she's like you know he's really nice and makes her feel special like he gives her pda quality time affection but how she, you can out like yeah do you know what i mean like how nice you, could you be to counteract yeah, to, the to shit counteract that, you've done? that exactly it's crazy that was a major red, red but then remember she, before she had been in an abusive relationship so it's almost as if like this good that i'm getting I've never mm. gotten before and that like, you're giving me this and like when it's good it's so so good but when yeah. it's bad it's really bad and I think that's why it's very difficult for people to leave these situations because it could all be so good because when it's good it's really really good and then that's what yeah. your memory hangs on do you know what I mean you don't yeah. think about yeah. the bad stuff until it's happening again um so yeah he also has this thing where he doesn't want her dating but he's dating and obviously he's famous so obviously it's public knowledge that he's dating and we're seeing paparazzi pics of him arm in arm with like different women and stuff but he's gonna come home and say yeah no you can't date anyone crazy very crazy so she's like yeah she's gonna end it with him and to her credit she does right until she goes for a walk with her girls and he finds her location and then 
he, they get back together. And to I her, said he stalked her. Right. To her, is and we found out this is hereditary. So to her, yeah. <laughs> to her, it comes across as romantic. To us, it's like, bro, this man is a stalker. Like, it's not some grand gesture. Like, it's actually yeah. very scary. Why do you know where I am? And why do you feel entitled to come and, like... Find me. Come and find me. Like, very strange. So they go on a road trip together. And on their way, she sees a bag with ropes in it. So, I mean... In the car, the bag is there the whole time. It didn't just appear, yeah? Yeah. And during the course of their trip, she clocks that there's ropes in this bag. So they get to the hotel. They have dinner. Then he brings up the bags with the ropes and says that he's only tried it on mannequins before. And I'm just like, bro. And let's leave it at that. And let's leave it at that. Like, why do you have mannequins? This is like, who's that one that had... Jeffrey Dahmer that had a mannequin in his grandma's house? He went... Remember, he went to steal the, the mannequin from the shop. Mm-mm. It's not normal to have a mannequin in your home. Like if you're in in, in, in a in a shop, yeah, cool, great mannequins should be there. Okay, obviously if you're like a seamstress, fine. You have like body forms or was it whatever. Yeah. yeah. But like just a mannequin, normal person. It's so strange. So Courtney is not comfortable with this and he is visibly mad about the fact that she's not comfortable. And he's drunk. She's not drunk, right? And I also think that's a a major sign that she knows that she's not safe with this guy because yeah, she... when you're on a date with someone or when you're around someone that you don't feel comfortable with like you're not really drinking like that yeah, yeah. or you're drinking a lot to kind of mask not feeling comfortable but yeah, yeah it just seems like she just wasn't comfortable and so she says to us that she said everything except for no and i don't like this implication because it's like you shouldn't have to say like no. yes means yes as much as no means no do you know what i mean if yeah. it's not a yes then it's a no as opposed but to there are if it's not a no then it's a yes of non-consent exactly like, we we don't need and it's unfortunate that women feel like i guess bad that mm-hmm. like they have they have to whatever there are other indicators of non-consent like exactly if my body is tense mm-hmm. if i'm like not really responding if exactly. i'm saying i don't feel up to yeah, it you're not sure hesitation yeah, yeah like i don't if i don't use the words no you can still exactly. gauge exactly yeah. like you should really be hearing yes yeah then, then you know okay we're good to go like if you don't yeah. hear yes like or if you don't see signs that imply yes such as yeah. you body have been on it yeah yeah exactly then it's Even like body chemistry isn't a good one because like the natural response for a lot like a lot of rape victims say oh like by orgasm so maybe it wasn't rape but no it was no, still yeah. rape because you're but i mean that's someone naturally... being onto you someone like touching you oh, yeah, someone yeah, yeah, smiling giggling yeah, yeah, moaning yeah, yeah. like those yeah. those are, th- are signs that you're like hey yeah cool we're on it do you know what i mean yeah and always checking on in it, like, like just check in Hmm? On it, like Wallace and Gromit. Did you watch that TikTok I posted? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I shared it. My mum my was literally crying I and did. laughing. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's he's fucked. So at this point, Courtney has to take a break from filming because she's really going through it. Like even here today, as she's telling us, it's almost as if like she's reliving it in the moment, which yeah. is what one of the other victims was saying. Like it re-traumatizes you, which is why she didn't want to take part in it. So two days after that, no, two days after she meets his mum, so let's go back three days after this rope situation yeah she meets but you his didn't mom. even say he ties her up and he basically rapes her that's what it seems like yeah yeah basically that's what he does that that night yeah because she didn't consent yeah yeah to any of it didn't consent to the rope tying didn't consent to the sex um so three days after this she meets his mum and two days after that they break up <laughs> so it's like why am I meeting your mum? Like, if it was me, it's like, I'd actually want to meet your mum for what? 
like to come yeah. and audition to some women that is not going to be my mother-in-law. But also, can I just say, like, women, this also is a sign that it doesn't matter how many times he takes you to meet his mum. Like, fam, she's just a woman that but he you knows. Know, I'm, fam, do you know that I'm going to be that mum that's like, listen, don't bring any girl into my home unless that's your wife. I'm actually going to be that way because I feel like a lot of men, like, they gaslight women. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the right word I'm using, but, like, they give them false indicators of seriousness by, like, all this stuff about, oh, coming home to meet the mom. Um, my yeah. mom talks about But you. that's also us putting 20 on 10, thinking, oh, my God, he let me meet his mom. Because it's almost like if I feel like my, I'm not letting anyone meet my mom, there's some guys where it's like, they just, everyone meets their mom. I feel like yes. sometimes it's even a good thing because it's like, mom can weed out real early. You know, sometimes, you know how we're having that conversation, or maybe it wasn't us, maybe it was Twitter, about, like, introducing your partner to friends early Mm. rather than sort of keeping them and then falling in love with them and then your friend meets them and it's like oh this this nigga's fucked yeah, kind of thing weird, yeah. so as a mum it's like if you're bringing me around if you're bringing your girls around me like it doesn't necessarily mean that's your wife but like maybe I can have a look and be like oh yeah she's, she's great for you do you know what I mean but I think yeah so when I say don't bring girls around me it's not like oh girls can't come to the home but there's a difference like you coming and formally introducing someone yeah, to me like as your girlfriend then, yeah but like I'm saying like don't come every like Sarah every, Jane every, and just yeah. yeah yeah but like she can come to the house you can meet her like I'll just, yeah, hey, yeah, I'll just mentally be like okay this is I know that's his little girlfriend do you know what I mean <laughs> but the girlfriend. proper like that's his meeting friend. you're not a girlfriend for ages yeah I remember like, I met my boyfriend's th- parents it was like yeah I'm his friend that's a friend <laughs> yeah that's a friend. Like, that proper meeting that like, oh sit down dinner conversation yeah save that shit for your wife you're not going to use me to validate like exactly. your your nonsense like and i feel like if i had a son like i'm not gonna lie like i'm on the girls so i'm trying to make sure the girl is okay <laughs> like Bro, i'm, I'm, I'm calling... not trying to co-sign your bullshit i literally saw some tiktok where the guy it was like the guy was like when you go to your mom's house after you have a fight with your wife and mm. then he opened the door and then it was a meme of um vin diesel and paul um walker mm. looking and it was like mom and wife that's no. the kind of mom yeah, i'm gonna be exactly like literally your wife will call me and tell me about your shit and i'm exactly. not taking your side exactly because i know how niggas yeah, are yeah i'm not like, i'm not just gonna be on his side because he's my son like if he's I wrong because like he sh- he's a man then i'm Ibo gonna i'm gonna shaking him. right now because yeah. the <laughs> moms and their sons oh their son can do no wrong Ibo moms are shaking i'm so mm-hmm. sorry i'm not trying to be that kind of mom amen i think if my mom had a son as well she wouldn't be that way though like she doesn't give me that kind of energy like pandering to yeah, but you're not you're not a woman you're not a boy though it could be all different if she had a son all I of a sudden she's lost her head i guess that's true that's yeah true. Man. i'm sorry but have you seen that other tiktok where the woman is sitting there and like it's like mother-in-law like and she's repeating the stuff the daughter-in-law is saying to her and she's like you're telling me that he cheats on you. I don't know where he got it from. <laughs> Could it be how his father was phalangin up and down and I still stayed Stop with it. him? I'll send you a TikTok. We'll Stop post it. it. Yeah, um, we'll post it. We'll post it. Um, yeah. So what were you even saying that? The way that we go off track is just so amazing to me. Every episode without fail. <laughs> <laughs> without fail. Without so, fail. So yeah, so he's, she met the mom. That's how we got there. Yeah, got it. Okay, cool. So now it's January 2021 and we're near Washington, D.C. And we meet Candice Cronkite, yeah. And she tells us that... <laughs> put some respect on Candice's name. Why are you laughing? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Why are you laughing? So, so she tells us that one of Army's ex-girlfriends posted screenshots of DMs from him. And okay, yeah, so this is the bit. So the account was House of Effie, right? And they talk about it during the documentary. But someone on TikTok actually told us that this person, she didn't agree to be in the documentary. They didn't want her, want them using her information and all that stuff, which I think is fair enough. Like, it's your story. You yeah. can um, decide whether you want 
but I guess they used what she shared on social media anyway. Exactly, which is which so. is why it's a dangerous thing because it's kind of like mm. like you not wanting to be on the documentary is one thing. Like they can't force you to be on it, yeah. But then, but you shared this. Everything stuff. on the internet is fair game, which is annoying. But yeah, so on her post on Instagram, she says, um, "So the caption is why rape victims or celebrities don't speak out." And she says, "Because we don't want thousands upon thousands of people to call us liars, whores, sluts, trash when we open up about our deepest trauma. Because we don't want fans of our rapists to harass our families and friends. Because we don't want our rapist fans telling us they track down where we live and threatening to throw acid in our face. Because we don't want fans of our abuser incessantly telling us to end our lives. Because we don't want to get raped and death threats from fans of our rapists. Because we don't want to live in constant fear that someone will physically harm us. Because we don't want to be incessantly blamed and shamed for having been raped. Because we don't want anyone to know that we that we were violated humiliated dehumanized only to be further violated humiliated and dehumanized which it's crazy hmm? i said it's crazy yeah which is which is why it's like reminds me of the whole like johnny depp and amber heard situation and it's like fans of johnny depp were just like going in like it becomes yeah. more about um the the it's like more about the character of the person as opposed to it being an actual person doing things yeah what did you think though what about the two of them i didn't follow it like that i think from what i could see like they were abusing each other i literally this is what i said i said these are two mad people that jammed each other and were seeing the fall- fallout neither is guilty neither is innocent Some, like i didn't i they didn't just, follow the case they just seem like two crazies like i don't understand why people are people are acting like oh this is a victim i was like amber is not innocent johnny is not innocent Amber's everyone's not a victim and everyone's Ever- a perpetrator literally they're two mad people they actually in some ways suit each other like because they are two crazies but yeah equally yoked yeah honestly like i just i was like yeah you know for me i when it comes to the internet sometimes you have to just bury your head in the sand and live in ignorance because i i was just like yep i I don't have the time i I don't don't follow it but yeah yeah. I, i ain't got time um, so when there's another screenshot basically of it's not it's I screenshot it but it's on her Instagram so she um, showed what she responded to the producers when they first reached out and she was like there's some bits that are like redacted but you can kind of guess what she's saying so she goes this is not a chapter so I assumed that they were like oh you know we want to kind of go through the chap- this chapter of the House of Hammer kind of thing yeah. and she was like it's not a chapter it's our lives and our trauma it's extremely inappropriate to profit off of such a tragic vulnerable time in so many people's lives with no regard whatsoever for our healing process and privacy you would only be perpetuating our trauma a docuseries would only feed these narcissist egos and worst of all further create endless triggers for years to come for all of the victims many of whom are S redacted so I presume suicidal as is it is the last thing we as victims want and you should respect that and reconsider that was april the 30th 2021 and i think they were filming this like come november from some of the um posts later on in the documentary but yeah like i get it i get where she's coming from in terms of like Mm. yeah this is like to what end kind of thing especially the way that this documentary was done in terms of like it's literally about his family with us like opens up with him being a rapist ends a little bit with him being a rapist nothing's been done nothing's been said like there's been no justice and then it's all in the middle mostly about the fact that his family are fucked but I, do you know I, I I mean obviously I can't say that I feel differently in the sense that it's not my place your to trauma have, yeah uh, yeah it's not my trauma so I can't tell her how she should feel or the the thoughts she should have and obviously because Discovery is uh, releasing the documentary they will profit over it but yeah. or profit from it but 
um, I don't agree that it's just feeding into her egos because if I'm being genuinely honest, I only knew about this because I saw someone on TikTok talk about this documentary coming out and then I vaguely recognised him and I was like, oh, like he's a celeb, it'll be good to cover this. Mm. But in terms of no, I don't know where I was. Maybe I just don't think I have um, when it all access. Happened? I remember my yeah. sister saying something to me about it, but like even then again, head in the sand, like I just was like, okay, the white man doing some dumb I shit. I was actively on Twitter then. I didn't see any of this stuff. So I think, of the internet. Yeah, and also I think a lot of time like if we think about the whole free britney movement it started from people on social media talking about some of mm-hmm. this stuff she had been trying to get, get out that of the con- conservatorship for years for ages and then people were talking about it and then it's like suddenly because in all honesty in this day and age the court of um social opinion is that what it's called the yeah court the of- court of public opinion public opinion the court of public opinion is a lot more valid as far as i'm concerned especially in hollywood quote unquote yeah than like any actual court like if you're re- like okay arnie ha- nothing has happened to him in terms of spoiler alert nothing's happened to him legally yeah but he's never working again like in hollywood it's the same with like a lot of these other guys that have been that have had the me too movement and yeah. things like that they're not working again like they're gonna have to live off of whatever they've earned they've been tarnished like r kelly is in so much debt it's better for him to die in that prison because he can't afford to breathe outside of to prison. Be out here. literally so i think i i think it's good that stuff like this happens and it's good that we know the depths of the depravity and things yeah. like that i think it's like i say like you said to be honest in the beginning it's that like it's easy for us to have these opinions because it's not yeah, our trauma it's, it's not, not our me trauma, seeing yeah. seeing the man who raped me like out there doing his thing or whatever i think yeah. also putting it out there is good because it warns other women that this is what he's about but i do also think that going to jail is very necessary in times like this oh, like, of course almost even just like teaching you like yeah all your money and your power does not like Save preclude you, you from yeah. being yeah from being arrested or being put in jail and like that's just how it is right now so yeah i see both sides but i do think that like i get it if you don't want to be a part of it completely understand but then on the other hand those victims that did want like for example courtney that did want to be a part of it and thought you know what i'm gonna tell my story because i need people to learn learn from this yeah exactly because also like i think i said this before celebrities are a lot more accessible in america especially in california like Mm -hmm. i didn't realize like time yeah they see them all the time they interact with them and stuff like that so they're for every like Court, the, the, for every one ar- army there are like millions of Courtney's who have dated some of these men who are abusive mm-hmm. and whatever but they got caught up in the whirlwind of dating like a celebrity and from there like their stories they're, they're just pushed because like Courtney was saying that like people were calling her all types of whatever Yeah. so these stories are important but I agree like if you don't want to be part of it I understand but I, I think it's a good thing this documentary came out um and I also do think it's good that they spoke a lot about his family as well because you wouldn't have known, especially like his dad. His dad isn't like a celeb. They're celeb, all, so. they're all, they're all fucked. They're all fucked. Yeah, I, yeah, they were. But what, what more do you expect? They're it's all like fucked. if you watch Arrested Development, all these yeah, they're all succession yeah. type families. Yeah, they're all crazy. <laughs> yeah, so um, we see some of the messages that he sent to I think Effie, um. And they go from, like, kinky, which, if you have a kink, you have a kink. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one's out here trying to shame you for your kink. But they go from kinky to dark to very, very dark, yeah. And then the worst of it is, like, he's basically getting off on acting out a rape, i.e. raping someone. Like, it's really, really, it's really sick, yeah. So Candice, Candice, who, I think she's a journalist, um, she does a story on it. And, of course, people don't take it seriously, 
they don't believe the victims they blame the victims they say the dms are fake and courtney is like i know that these dms that have leaked are real because literally the way he speaks the way he operated everything he says is it's what, how he spoke to me it's yeah. how he spoke to me and so she's kind of like look house of effie is getting like slated yeah and i want to kind of stand up for him and be like no i know this is true because this is what's happened so she speaks to his other thing. instagram account and says yeah look fuck it like i don't care anymore like you can say my name i'm telling you it's true he spoke to me the same way and then her life blows up her name is everywhere and then like you know the trolls start coming out for her and again this is why people don't say anything because like yeah. why would you like i'm not even gonna lie like if it were me i reckon i would just go to therapy and get on with my life and be like well Oop, do you know what i mean there it is. because it's like you've already said like you're being re-victimized for trying yeah. to do the right thing because people are yeah. just so fucked out there so we see this message where army talks about eating flesh he says he ate i don't know if this is true i'm really hoping it's a lie but if it's a lie it's like why is this a lie that came to your mind so either way it's fucked yeah so he was like oh um he ate the heart of a deer like he killed it he took it out and he bit it raw but you know i was having this conversation with my sister-in-law and we were talking about rich people and why so many of them are so fucked and we were just saying that i think something happens when you have like an obscene amount of money it's like and power. you can buy and power you can buy everything so why not start to seek out the things that yeah. are that push the limit yeah like if i could buy every house i wanted an island fucking hell like all the cars I wanted, all the bags I wanted, then obviously I, the next step is to start doing some fucked up shit because, shit because I can. Like, yeah. there's nothing else and to I'm obtain. And I'm bored. Like, what else yeah. is there? I can't just like, go now, to the cinema or go on holiday. Oh, God, I've done that enough times. Literally, now I can look on Rightmove and lust after a, like, two million pound house or I can lust after, like, a brand new Range Rover or something mm-hmm. like that. But, like, once you have all those things at the tip of your fingers, why the fuck wouldn't you start doing some shit that's, like... So i don't know man it's fucked up yeah. it's fucked up yeah he's he's fucked up but more women come out and they verify yeah he's fucked up like he's weird he's dangerous he's scary yeah and then um his ex Paige lorenz makes a really good point i think he used bdsm as like a smoke screen ultimately to hurt women and inflict pain on women which is the scariest part and i agree because like i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh yeah i know everything there is to know about bdsm yeah but like he's conflating bdsm with cannibalism and stuff like this is dangerous because if you're part of the bdsm community you're all consenting adults you have safe words you have boundaries and that's all respected right because then it it doesn't get to this this um this level and you blaming it on bdsm is trying to take the blame away from you just being depraved it's got nothing to do with bd it's not bdsm yeah it's just you it's just you and your weird proclivities yeah yeah so i gets dropped from everything um what got me yeah was he got dropped from this movie that he was supposed to do with j-lo yeah and then he tries to spin it and be like oh yeah i can't leave my kids for four months to go and film abroad and it's like bro like no one cares about you or your kids like you got dropped and that movie that he got dropped from was shit so it would have been another flop for him another i'm not saying good thing that he he got i'm not saying good thing for him it's good they yeah. dropped him but the movie was shit but either way maybe it would have been shit if he was in it because clearly his, his uh, yeah. track record is not great no so we get more about the fact that army was basically abusing women and not doing bdsm because as i said before it's so funny because i wrote those notes and then they said it and i was like great everyone has sense they were like yeah. you know if there's no consent if there's no safety if there's no boundaries it's not bdsm yeah. and there were none of those things with him so we see effie's attorney Gloria Allred, yeah, and she's, she's talking about representing. Do you know that she's Lisa Bloom's mum? Lisa Bloom, yes, I the know. The one that represented Lisa... Black China? Yes, I know that. 
I, I literally was like, I went to Google her because I was like, oh, let me just Google her. And then I saw Lisa. I was like, rah. Mad. I remember Google searching that. Like mother, like daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So next year. It's given, um, what's that? Oh, you don't watch it. Uh, the, the split. Split. The split. What's it's that? on. It's a BBC drama. It you should watch it. I recommended it to Nicole. I don't think she ever watched it. I it's really it. good. It's about like this this family of women, and they're all divorce lawyers, and it just like it, each series addresses a different like part of their story. It's really really good. Okay, how many seasons are there? There are only three, and I think each season has is it six or eight episodes? Oh like, yeah, British. I'll watch oh, maybe I'll watch it, it has, today. It has the woman from unforgotten have you watched that I feel like the one I... where they find prehistoric bones not prehistoric no, not but old boat yeah. mate you know me I'm always watching a British crime drama like yeah, it's really it good so um next we see a video of Effie's testimony which is really uncomfortable yeah to watch for two reasons one because of what it is she's actually saying and two because how it's visibly affecting her and then okay three three also because knowing that like she didn't want to be included in this documentary at all it's just kind of like oh like and just... four because julia comes and says this could have been me and i'm like can you fuck off this is not about you it she this gives me energy you. of what's that guy that documentary that, that we did last time um the most hated man on the internet oh yeah his yeah. girlfriend oh his yeah um that's what's her name kia kika yeah same same Kira. energy same energy yeah fuck it's true off. it's actually so true it's like you could tell that they couldn't really get people who wanted to speak to them. Yeah. Like, oh, you've messaged him one time. Yeah, great. Come along. Come along, literally. Um, yeah. So the video is really sad. Um, and it's just tr- I'm not really gonna go through it. It was actually it was actually very wild. Like yeah. I was just like, yeah, this this yeah. So after Effie comes forward, the LAPD uh, begin to investigate. Investigate? Did they? Did they investigate? Mm. <laughs> investigate Army Hammer, um, and the lawyer that he has is known for defending men guilty of sexual abuse. So, I'm not saying one plus one is two, but, but... definitely not four. Uh, ultimately, this whole thing comes down to consent. So BDSM or no BDSM, consent is necessary. Consent is sexy. Shout out to Aloni. Yeah. And this is what makes it a crime. Like, if you don't give consent, yeah, or if you withdraw consent during sex, yeah, then it's rape. And rape is against the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Gloria Aura is kind of like kinky. Being kinky, kinks, all that stuff isn't against the law. But rape is. And rape occurs without consent. So really, this whole documentary could be underscored with consent. If they just had some grasp on consent, yeah, yeah. This, everything would be fine. Because there are probably women out there who are... But they don't want that. In, exactly. I know what you're going to say. They exactly. don't want it. That is the thing. They want a woman that doesn't want it. Because if I want to be, like, degraded and, and I want up. you to fuck me when I'm... You're not going to get the same thrill. The thrill exactly. comes from take, ha, knowing you have power over this exactly. person because they don't want to do this. But and you're that's able what makes to, it fucked yeah yeah it's crazy it's like when guys yeah. are like oh wow all women want to do is shake their ass and go to brunch okay so there are women who don't like to do that so then go and find Literally, one of them women that pray every day and every wear day turtles. twice a like, day why but you don't want that you don't want that you That's want really to humble what want. exactly what you want is to humble yeah what they a bad call bitch. humble you want a to humble bitch. a bad bitch That's, That's what, what they want, want. oh it's just like yeah. when men say, "Oh, I like, a, I love opinionated women," and then when they start dating one, all they want to do is shut you up. Shut you up. Like fuck off. Yeah. I remember dating a guy and he was like to me, um, and he's quite a popular guy actually on social media. And he was like to me, oh, like, I don't know how serious this could be because um, you're you're really like out there, like with your media thing, I can see you blowing. And then, 
you know i don't want to be like living in your shadow Stop and i was it. just thinking to myself you, i was just thinking to myself you met me and you saw all the stuff i was doing on and social this is what media. you liked this is what you, you liked still approach you like, me. but now you're saying to me if we were together mm, you need turn to turn it down tone it down like and yeah so a lot of people ask me how i knew my partner was the one that was one of the things like he he's always encouraging your me, biggest like, cheerleader biggest cheerleader after like me. you should do this you should do that you should yeah after you you should do this you should do that you should do the third so next we meet lauren skay i don't know if that's a typo if that's actually what her name was that was her at so she gets told about the history of the hammer family and so casey hammer is his auntie who well his aunt they say who mm. writes a book about the family everyone's crazy uh, and basically, as we've you know alluded to, it's just wealthy, privileged men being able to do what they want when they want and get away with it for literally generations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now Lauren is like, do you know what? Actually, I feel the need to tell everyone about this. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I kind of get. It's like I get it. I get doing that. But again, when the documentary, when you, maybe I was of the wrong opinion. I thought this documentary is going to be about Army Hammer. We're going to get him. Blah blah blah. blah. So all of this yeah. detracts from that a little bit because it's very sensational. Like. Yeah all the things that we learn it's just like whoa um but yeah so lauren posts on tiktok basically saying what she's heard from the aunt's book she thinks she listens to it as an audio book and like every chapter that she does she makes a tiktok and it goes viral like viral viral like not tiktok yeah. viral like viral viral like millions viral, and millions yeah. yeah so um the aunt casey hammer she is loving it and at this point i'm kind of looking at casey sideways because it's just kind of like I don't know she, she she's like oh yeah everyone check out lauren's post and then in her caption she's like oh this would make such a good movie and it just seems like i don't know it's like she's been cut off and she's like yeah this is gonna be a great way for me to like recoup make money, money. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. yeah and it, just, yeah. it doesn't seem like oh this is really this is genuinely bad and i want everyone to know how fucked everything is it was like oh this is gonna be a good paycheck on top yeah. of everything else which fair enough like make your money sis it's your family you're exploiting but i don't know it was just weird yeah but i think she's been cut off and she needs that check yeah my next line casey has been extricated from the family it seems so, <laughs> so she basically tells us everyone's fucked um and she she is the woman in the trailer where she's like oh i'm casey hammer and i'm gonna reveal the dark twisted secrets of the hammer family and that's the end of episode one yeah i'm not gonna lie we didn't need episode two agree agree um there's really... on-screen text at the end of this it's like army hammer declined to be interviewed um, and everything's under investigation. They have this website, you know, showing signs of an unhealthy relationship. And I'll tell you the website, yeah. just in case anyone here is in an unhealthy relationship or wants to check, it's joinonelove.org. But all of this kind of seems like lip service. Yeah. So now we are on episode two, Sins of the Father. And we open up with Casey. Um, she's talking about how rich they were. They rub shoulders with royalty. They seem to be the perfect family. So Casey, so, okay. So this is the family tree. You have Armand, who is the army's great granddad mm-hmm. armand has a son called julian julian has a son called michael and a daughter called casey who is casey hammer and then michael mm-hmm. has um army right so that's where mm-hmm. we're at yeah yeah mm-hmm. so armand is casey's granddad and she benefited from like being rich and like you know living and stuff and she just kind of like yeah it's time to stop the cycle bearing in mind this whole documentary i was thinking to myself army has kids so yeah if this continues, like, that's just a future generation, like, still to be fucked. But hopefully, hopefully that'll be the end of it. Yeah, hopefully. So, also, you know Army's dad, Michael Hammer? Yeah. Yeah. He was in, you know that documentary we did, A Made You Look? Yep, yep. I, I was, was going like, to say to you, do you remember that he was time? the owner of Nodler. Yeah, the Nodler Gallery, that and whatever her name is. Listen, yeah, I was like, I saw that picture of him. 
and um they used that same picture in the documentary that's why i recognized it because i had such a visceral reaction to him being yeah. orange and his hairline was way back i remember feeling like oh my god i know this f- and didn't I'm- they even say that he lived like a wild life yeah they didn't even mention it like that they did read really, that think of how much more there is to this family yeah that okay. didn't make it to the documentary because i literally was like why do i know that that episode is really good as well made you look that i think it's 42 i don't know anyway that i literally was like why do i know i was like why do i know this face that face yeah mate so it's he, Christmas he Eve has one time. the same energy as that guy that um the the black guy that's always in the forest talking with the brown eyes oh, like when you see him you yeah, scream his always the, yeah. yeah i know you don't watch um drag race yet but there's this drag queen called mayhem miller yeah and her eyes are always just like <laughs> like literally <laughs> it's just giving that guy in the forest and this guy that guy in the forest is fucking crazy yeah it's actually scary it's all that shower and the white woman was like oh that one mm. yeah yeah so it's christmas eve and casey is five and she wakes up to her parents screaming she sees her dad slap her mum, and um and she sees blood but she gets told to go back to bed this happens often and it gets worse as time goes by and um when things like this would happen her and her mom would sneak off to a motel to give the dad time to cool off and then they would yeah. come home which okay whenever the mom wanted to leave armand the granddad so Ami's great granddad would threaten to ruin her life, which he really could have done, right? So everyone yeah. played by his rules. He basically controlled everyone. He even recorded phone calls. Like they bugged the phones and recorded phone calls. His whole thing is like, you know, no one can be smashified, the family name. Like everyone's got to be in line, in order. Like we are the hammers, right? Yeah. We meet Neil Linden, a political and media consultant. And he tells us like Armand has basically, he has a lot of clout. Yeah, that's yeah. the only way I can describe it. He's been in the Kremlin. He's been at Buckingham Palace. He's been at the White House. Like money can really, like it's a different ball game when you have enough money. Money buys you choice, as my mum would say. Honestly. So Casey's mum leaves um, her dad, Julian, when, she's, when Casey's 11. And Armand, as promised, ruins her life. Yeah. Mm. So the dad only has to pay $200 in child support. This is coming from a billionaire family. So it's Michael, a very scary world, world very scary there. world and i feel like this is not the same but do you remember that time in college yeah where you lots you and liz and that were sitting at the back of the bus and i was sitting like in the middle with those two other girls yeah and then i don't know what it was like i i got up and moved to the back and i was like chilling with you guys and after that we were just like friends from the beginning mm-hmm. yeah and i was just like that was in my head a very defining moment i don't know what possessed me to come into with you crazy people yeah but like literally at that moment like my life could have gone two different ways do you know what i mean you'd have been very different right now yeah and 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 in this situation it's like michael goes to stay with his dad and casey stays with her mum and, and that just, was the defining moment. And that was the defining moment, honestly. Um, so Michael would... Um, Casey says, you know, whenever she goes to the house, there's always like 16 and 17-year-old girls at the house. And Michael would take his friends there. There's a big bowl of cocaine. And just free drugs and old Casually. men and young girls. Like a bowl of... Like, you know, imagine imagine you go and get cereal in the morning, yeah? That's yeah. the bowl of cocaine. That's how much cocaine there is, yeah? Just free rain. Help yourself. Was this the eighties or probably actually because Thingy died in the nineteen ninety, so it must yeah, have been eighties. Yeah. yeah, that makes 80s sense. Eighties was cocaine. Yeah, that like, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and they're rich as well, so it wouldn't have been crack. It would have been cocaine yeah, now. proper pure the good stuff. Colombian, yeah, yeah, yeah the good stuff. So one time, Casey finds Polaroids. Basically, they're just big orgies. They're just big drug infested orgies. I didn't want to say orgies because that implies consent. It's just young girls getting raped by old men. Yeah, in a big room. Yeah. So then we find out about. Um, I'm sorry, but this son is the Job Bluth of the family. Who is? Um, Michael uh, Julian. Yeah. Julian is Job Bluth. Yeah. 
just yeah. useless. Yeah, like, useless. Good and time. Just to be useless. Yeah, good yeah. time guy. I can't do. I don't fuck think they all. have a Michael. Like, as in Michael in Rest of Development. They don't have one of those because there's no. Maybe Casey is the Michael. Yeah, I maybe know. Casey's probably the Michael. Like, if she was given any sort of responsibility, she'd probably be the Michael. Yeah, because she's tra- yeah. he's trying to sort the family out, but no yeah. one else really cares. But yeah. in this family, it doesn't seem like anyone's trying to sort it out. I think Casey would have if she was given the opportunity. Yeah, but I think she also was like, fuck this shit. And yeah. I think it's because Casey's a girl that she even is not too involved. I reckon if she was yeah. a boy, she'd have been sucked right on in. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, they didn't rate her. They were just kind of like, okay, you you woman. Just be there, be pretty. Just be pretty, we'll, yeah. We'll fund your life. And don't embarrass us. Yeah. So Army has a Finster, which is El Destructo 86, where he just posts recklessly. Like, he posts his face, like... He just posts recklessly. He posts when he's taking drugs while driving. He posts when he's drinking. Like, it's just reckless. And people find it, of course. Next, we meet Edward Epstein. He writes a profile on Armand Hammer. It follows him everywhere. It kind of reminds me of, you know, the most hated man that we did? Yeah. When those journalists follow him around doing his nonsense so they can write about him. That's yeah. that's basically him in the 80s, yeah? So he keeps his public and private life very separate, which I think is fine, yeah? Keeping your public and private life separate is fine, but when your private life is just abuse and madness, like, yeah, that's a big difference, that. do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, of course, you're, you're not keeping it separate, you're hiding it, yeah? Mm. He's been married three times, yeah? This, guys, just everybody pay attention, yeah? <laughs> Everyone pay attention, hold on to your fucking chairs, yeah? So he has a first wife named Olga. That didn't work out because she... She wanted to be LA, she wanted to be a Hollywood star, and he wanted to be in New York. That didn't work out. Second wife, Angela, he says, according to him, she's an alcoholic, so he divorces her after after 10 years. She says, oh, you know, he threatened her uh, and whatever. So now Francis, wife number three, and his wife, wife, he married her for money because she came from a rich family. And with said money, he went into the oil business and that's where he gets his oxys, occidental petroleum, whatever. So he's a sugar mm. baby, first of all, yeah? And then he has a mistress. She's introduced to us as Martha and Hillary. And you think, Martha and Hillary? Wow, strange, yeah? So her name is Martha. She has like... <laughs> guys, what am I saying? Her name is Martha. She has brunette hair, yeah? Francis, the wife, finds out and is like, I don't want you seeing her anymore. Cut that shit off. Enough is enough, Yeah? So instead of cutting it off, he makes Martha change her name to Hillary and gives her a blonde wig to wear. And then she's in the house as the cleaner or whatever. Like she's very much involved and they're still carrying on their affair. According to him, Francis, to the day she died, did not know that Martha was Hillary. Francis is dumb as fuck. And to that I say, Francis is dumb as fuck. There's this, there's this. Oh, it's um a series of unfortunate events. Have you watched that on Netflix? The Lemony Snicket thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't And every it. time... You haven't watched it? I have, but I don't remember it. Okay, but every time that guy, Count o- Olaf, literally, he'll wear a wig and nobody will recognise him <laughs> but the kids. Then he'll change his suit jacket and everybody will be like, but it's not Count Olaf. And the kids are like, it's fucking Count Olaf. Yeah, like, you guys need to protect us. And this Open is your exactly, eyes. Open your eye. Like, this is exactly the same thing. It's what ridiculous. do you mean? And this synthetic wig as well. We see the picture, yeah. What do it's you mean you didn't recognise it? the wig. It's like you saying you don't recognise me because instead of the slick back ponytail, now I have passion twist it's very ridiculous but you know what do you know what there is there is like racial blindness right 
Whereas like, to me, all white guys might look the same. Or I might find it more difficult to differentiate between white guys that have yeah. similar features. Whereas I could see, I could be watching an episode of Real Housewives and see Nini with braids one day, Nini with the orange wig, Nini with that ugly African jad. I know straight away that it's Nini. Do you know what I mean? Or see Kenya, Nini, whatever. I know that they're different people, right? However, Francis but was also her white. Own race. So I don't understand I was trying. I was desperately trying to find an explanation for sis because she's been cheated on. She's been duped. She's been duped. Yeah. But what do you mean? You said hello and shook her hand, and you didn't know it was the same. You person. didn't know it was a. Like what do you fucking mean? So what did you when you say you caught them cheating? Maybe she didn't see the details of the maybe face. Maybe she just saw the back of her. Maybe she just saw the maybe back. Maybe it was doggy. And maybe it was doggy. Just, maybe because she just I was saw just her like, wrinkly ass. I was. Like, I was like, how did this oh. work? How did she not find out? Nah, Francis was dumb. No wonder she got married for money. Like, Fam, she, she was... she's a sugar mama. Yeah, I like... I didn't even know it. That's seven different types of crazy. The fuck Mate. do you mean you didn't recognise? <laughs> if it's Did this you even easy... Try? To... Did you even try? Fam, if it's this easy to deceive these people, then boy... Millionaire status soon come. So we hear similarities between the way that Army and Armand... So in case you didn't know, Army was named after Armand. How they treat women. So um, they're humiliating, they're controlling, they're stalking, they're strange. Because he would also, um, big, big army, would also uh, stalk uh, Martha slash Hillary's um, stalker, would also like tap her phone lines, that kind of stuff. So now we get into Julian Hammer, who is Army's granddad and Armand's son. And he is arrested for threatening a man with a shotgun. So they actually interview the woman who's part of the story. Her name is Kathy Ball. So the story is she's working for Julian as a cleaner. And he convinces her to leave her husband. And she does. And then six months after that, they get engaged. And then he gets really possessive. So one night, he takes her to a bar. And she starts to notice that he's not really flirting with her. He's not giving her any attention. He's flirting with some of the guys that are there. And then they she's like... They kind of gloss over this in the documentary, though. They I thought do. we'd have more, like, conversation about... I guess his sexuality is not pivotal, but... Yeah. Because then, then she closes the gay bar... And she says it in a way where it's kind of like, okay, let's not shame the gay part. Let's shame the adultery part. Like, let's shame yeah, the fact that, like... Yeah, which I rate. Yeah, as a, let's shame the part that, like, he is cheating on you in your face. Do you know what I mean? Like, these men are prolific. Anyway, she's like, fuck this shit. And so she leaves and she hitchhikes. That's how you know it's the 80s. She hitchhikes, sticks her thumb up. And she hitchhikes a ride home from this guy. He's 19 and his name is Gary Bowers. So he drops her home. As he's leaving, Julian comes in and sees this and gets his gun and threatens him. So then Kathy tells us about another time where, again, he gets his gun. She's kind of like, his gun is like his safe place. Like, anytime he's annoyed or if he feels a little bit, you know, if his, if his ego is damaged a little bit, he'll go and grab his gun. So she, at this point, she's like, nope, I've had enough. And they wrestle over the gun. It goes off, leaves a hole in the ceiling. And she's kind of like to us, you know, my nine-month-old baby was in the room. Like, what if it ricocheted? But this baby has been nine months old since she started the relationship. Say, and they were together for six months. So. I said, so were you pregnant at the time or what? Because I thought the same thing. I was like, you said nine months old. <laughs> months in advance the baby's not aging do you know i find nine a nine month old baby really weird why because the gestation period is nine months so when they're like nine months yeah, i don't just, know why it's like even like you've just you've yeah been it outside triggers as much me as you've been yeah yeah i don't know why like whenever someone says oh my baby's nine months i find it really like i don't know yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why it really like irks me like i'm like oh like, You're like, eesh. Eesh. God, like something about it is weird to... it's like if two sides of the same coin you were I get in... you mean it's like a mirror image it's like the timeline yeah. is zero and it's like minus nine and plus nine yeah I don't know why I understand you but I do yeah I don't, I don't want like obviously I want my kid to reach nine months but I think that month I'm just not going to talk you just about gloss it. over like, just be like yeah. he's eight months he's ten months <laughs> yeah oh guys he's ten months now 
I'm not saying my baby is less than one. Until he's one, then he's one. Fam. If How's your baby? Me, oh, I'll be like, almost he, one. He's alive. That's all you need to know. And well, that nigga alive. <laughs> you know what I'm obsessed with watching. You know those like baby accounts where they like feed the baby. <gasps> Rue. Rue. Yeah, but there's also another one. I don't remember her name. It's like Sana, and I think they're black, or uh, at least like more black. Rue is think... black adjacent. Yeah, yeah, but then they're they're darker of a darker hue. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's Sana, and I, when I find it, I'll send it to you. But they do the same thing basically. And but it's did just you so see cute. that TikTok I posted? Of, it was like a clip from um, American Horror Story, and then she's watching like Rue, and it's like, and today we fed Rue, da, 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 and it's like two a.m. You didn't see it? No, what, on, what on Instagram? On Insta, I posted it ages ago. Oh, no, that's I don't basically, all I fucking do now: post TikToks that I, I see. Know. But yeah, um, no, nah, but that's literally me. I will be up at two o'clock. Like, yeah. what did Rue eat today? Today, how did she eat it? What was her face like? I'm like, is she self feeding now? Is she holding the spoon? Is oh she God, loading she her is. spoon she's by herself? Better, like, literally, I look at the trans. I'm like, she's really, really improving. Look at the grip on the spoon. Yeah, like, literally, she is. Honestly, I'm like, look no, at her. She didn't spill as much today. Literally, literally. oh no, nah. I think I'm gonna do that when I have a kid. You know, what um, TikToks. Yeah, the food ones, because it's in line with what I want to yeah. do anyways. And I have been saying for a long time, I'd make my kids food, like when they're a baby. And yeah, the, you can make mine food as well. I'll bring them around. That's how Liz said, oh, that um, I haven't been cooking for you guys in a while. That anyway, she's moving. So when I come to the house, I can cook. Yeah, I was I'm like, nigga, what, what are you and Uzi going to be doing? Like, why am I entering the kitchen to cook in your house? Yeah, yeah. But also you like to cook, you enjoy cooking. So it's like me allowing you to do what you love. Why would I not oh, do really? that as your friend? Okay. Thank you. I also enjoy sex. Uh, how are you going to sort out the long distance? Well, I don't have the parts that you require. Okay. So there's that. Well, if you were a true friend, you'd find them. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so after this shooting incident in which the baby could have been harmed, yeah, she leaves him. Yeah. And so she tells us that he could get away with anything. Bottom line, he could do whatever he wanted. He could get away with murder. And he did. He could even get away with murder and that he actually did. And then it's like, dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. that's not the end of the episode, but that's the end of our episode. And this next episode is going to be up at the same time as a little gift, yeah. a little treat. So you can listen to that right now. But before we go, before you go, it's time for the real crime, I think was the beard our segment where we focus on something during the documentary that may not be criminal but we definitely consider to be a crime this spans both episodes we've done so far what do you have michael <laughs> i said it i said what i said and i, I said it what i said michael hammer is the crime he like literally he i can't emphasize this enough he gives me that like if i was jogging in the park like that woman poor woman was and i saw michael like in the park i'd yeah. scream yeah like just his look he has a very strike and striking it's in a scary. very bad way yeah. he frightens me like i find him so scary and he didn't look that scary like before like when he was younger no he just you could see the gave... you could see it keep creeping through like he did kind of always look a bit off but like it wasn't yeah. scary yeah he gave now it's vibes. frightening yeah it's frightening like the contrast between the skin and the eyes and yeah, the and hair. And the hair. It's the hair. It's the hairline. It's giving Shakespeare. It's insane. But not quite. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Mine was the bowl of cocaine. Because a bowl of cocaine. Do you know how much money is in that bowl? I know. I know. That's wild. I know. All right. Yeah, well, awesome. that's it for this episode. Next episode is going to be up. So you can listen to that next. And we'll be going over the second half of episode two and episode three. Yeah, I'll probably skim through. I'm uh, not skim, but I don't know how much detail I'll go into in the second. Oh, what, episode because, two? Yeah, it yeah. Really it's just like it wasn't giving at this point. You've spoken enough about the family. I think they just wanted to give Casey like some coins, which is yeah, fair enough. Yeah, basically, but... I think that's yeah. I I I agree. 
Oh, um, but yeah, guys, if you're still here, then can you rate us five stars wherever you are listening to the podcast? Because you made it all the way here, so you must have enjoyed it, or at least you hated it enough have. to listen still, in which case you should still rate it. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks to all the new listeners. We appreciate you all. Make sure you share with a friend or two. If you don't have any friends, share with some family members. Um, just share. If you don't have family, then just share. Then share with church members. If you don't Honestly. go to church, maybe to the gym. Share with someone at the gym. If you don't go to the oh. gym, maybe at work. If you don't work, maybe at school there'll be someone there. That you can, there's someone, someone you can somewhere share. that you can share with. If you don't go to school, your neighbors are right there. You have neighbors. Literally. If you are homeless, then <laughs> then how are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> We'd really love to know that story. Oh my goodness gracious! You know, if you are homeless, I... then we really hope that you find a home soon. But do you remember when biscuit? I was saying this to Liz when you got like, your mum's bum. No, for, forget that bit. But yeah, uh, <laughs> when but... he said that he stopped stabbings. No, but there was a time when he was going around and asking people, like, how did you become homeless? And I was like, can you fucking imagine, like, thinking about where you're going to eat next or, like, where you're going to sleep? And some random guy who grabs his mum's ass is asking you. Like, how do you become... Nah, I would stab him. I'm not going to lie. If I saw Biscuit asking a homeless person that and the homeless person swung for him, I would would turn my back. Literally, I did not see nothing. I saw nothing, sir. But yeah, all right, guys. Um, all right, until next time, which is going to be right now because yeah. the episode will be up. Yeah.